0: Today, on The Bill Kelly Show, on 900 CHML. Clearly, the story that uh, is grabbing the news uh, just about every place around North America, and I guess around the world, for that matter, too, was, uh, well, the release of the Mueller report that we did know about, well, we have not seen the Mueller report. What we got yesterday, of course, was a, uh, an abridged a version of uh, the Mueller report from Attorney General William Barr. On Friday, the Mueller part re- report, rather, was completed uh, but uh, it's the Attorney General who actually is going to make the determination as to how much of this we're going to see. Uh, so 22 months of investigation was crammed into uh, four pages. Uh, and that was what was read yesterday. And, uh, well, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of argument and a lot of debate about exactly what was said. And, and it's, uh, rightly so, a lot of American people are rather skeptical.
1: If there's no collusion, then, like Trump says, there's no collusion. But I don't believe a word he says. Um, You can't believe a word anybody in power says because
0: they could get fired at any minute. I cannot believe that of all the other convictions that are happening about this, that Trump is going to be scot-free. Well, on the other hand, of course, there are a lot of people that just say this is it, total exoneration, notwithstanding the fact that apparently Mueller's report says that he could not exonerate Donald Trump in these matters. So what happens? What are the implications? And is this over yet? Joining us to talk with us is uh, Jared Yates Sexton, political commentator and American author of The People Are Going to Rise Like the Waters Upon Your Shore, a story of American rage. Jared, thank you so much for joining us on The Bill Keller Show. Good to have you with us today.
1: Hey, great to be here,
0: Bill. Let's talk a little bit about your reaction. Uh, the, the report came on Friday. There was great anticipation over the weekend exactly what was going to be happening and, and what we were going to learn from this. Uh, And out of 22 months of of testimony and and investigation from the Mueller team, uh, we get a four-page letter from the Attorney General. Uh, Is that going to cut it?
1: You know, I'm really sitting here surprised this morning, watching how our media is covering the story. Um, You know, they're basically trumpeting this partisan four-page memo that only includes partial quotes from the Mueller report, uh, that doesn't give a lot of context. We don't really understand what was found there. And yet media outlets are running with this thing and the narrative it's presented and saying that, again, Trump has been completely exonerated while the report apparently says that it could not exonerate him. I mean, this feels like a large amount of political spin in a very, very small document. And so far, a lot of people have went ahead and bit into the bait, and and I think what everybody feels um, who's skeptical of this thing, and and I, for one, want to believe that I do not have a criminal president we want to see the report for ourselves, we want more information in the matter, and we want to be able to make up our own minds based on what's been found, and I, I, I just think
0: that's common sense at this point. One of the first red flags, as uh, I was watching the news yesterday, and they started to read the report uh, verbatim, I mean, reading it cold, actually, because it was just handed, and of course they wanted to get it on the air. Uh, as you just alluded to, uh, the one part of that four-page, the, the, uh, let's just say, there the were little bits of, of quotes from the Mueller report, but it was really Barr's four-page letter. It was not from Mueller. And, and he mentioned the fact that Mueller says that he could not admonish the president in this. But then basically, like two lines later, uh, Barr, in his release, says, but I've reviewed the evidence, and I tell you that there was no collusion nor any obstruction. Uh, th- this is an amazing jurist if this guy can go through 22 months of testimony in for- less than 48 hours and make that determination.
1: And this is an individual, you might remember, who wrote a memo not too long ago that basically said that a president cannot obstruct justice. I mean, I'm not so sure how we can look at this situation and, and see this attorney general as being a nonpartisan figure and to be the person who makes this determination. Um, obviously, there are things that have been found. And, and what a lot of people haven't been paying attention to is that Robert Mueller as a as a prosecutor, had to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt in order to indict people of these crimes we do not know what was found we do not know what evidence might have been found toward it and maybe it didn't rise to the point of prosecution these are things that we need to know because you know to quote back to the times of nixon we need to know if our president is a crook and i think that we have a right to know this and particularly to get beyond the the partisan uh, gatekeeper and bar in this situation
0: well therein lies the problem and you know i guess we've been exposed to so many of these things over the years dating back to watergate really jared uh, that, that, you know, we, we, we have every right to be skeptical about this. But, uh, you know, that's one of the questions I would like to have answered by Robert Mueller, not from William Barr, is what where was, the, excuse the pun, where was the bar set here? Uh, because obviously as a, as a veteran uh, prosecutor, uh, Mueller would be going after something and basically say, look, at, can we get a conviction on this? And if the answer is no, then they don't proceed. And we see that happen time and time again in legal proceedings. We don't know if that's what happened here.
1: Well, and and look at that that sentence that everybody is going around to, which is that the investigation did not establish that there was collusion. Um, This is a very, very large report, particularly to be boiled down into four pages. Um, That one sentence could be followed by dozens of pages of evidence that rise up to uh... the possibility of suspicion i mean there there's no telling how this thing was written what the rhetoric behind it was and and anybody who has done any writing whatsoever can tell you how misleading a poll quote can be from any document i mean you can frame these things however you want and, and that just, again, leads to more suspicion, and, and it, I think it would be better for everyone if there was just transparency that would lend some sunlight to the situation so we could get either get ahead of it or take care of it. And I think that's what people want at this point.
0: Well, and because there's so many unanswered questions, I mean, what we do know from little bits of, of information that has sifted through uh, the report as Mueller was doing this investigation, uh, we do know that Donald Trump Jr. and Jared Kushner met with Russians in the Trump Tower. We know that to be the case. Uh, we know that he lied about it, and Donald Trump actually helped draft the letter that basically lied about that. Now, that's, I guess, I, I don't know if that meets the threshold of objection, objection, but these are things that happen. We know that Roger Stone uh, talked to the president and said, hey, there's a big waft of emails coming. Less than 24 hours later, the WikiLeaks thing happened. So, I, I mean, there, there seems to be a lot of circumstantial evidence here, and, and uh, we don't know if that's included in that. We don't know exactly how they made those evaluations.
1: You know, I've tried to go at this from every angle possible because I I think whenever you have suspicion that you have to sort of look at yourself and re-examine where you're at at any given time, And in this case, if it so happens that there is no collusion and that there is no obstruction of justice, what we're looking at is one of the greatest assortments of coincidences. We have a president who brought on Paul Manafort who had these incredibly uh, problematic ties with the Russian groups. Um, We also have everybody within his campaign circle who meets with Russians, um, tries to influence them and have their influence, and then lies about it, and then covers it up over and over and over again. And what we don't have now is answers about how all of that fits together and why it all happened and again i do not understand how we can move forward in any of this without some sort of direction in in finding out why this happened and how it happened
0: you know i remember just as i was getting into this business watching the watergate hearings back in the 1970s and and there's a major difference here i know people like to draw those connections and there are some certainly there but the I guess the main thing that I noticed and the difference between this situation and that, that unfolded before our eyes. Those hearings were public, and there was not no closed door sessions going on there. the The committee had the witnesses there, and if the witnesses refused to show up, we knew that, and we knew uh, there's a lot of stuff that's that's unanswered here simply because there's a lot of stuff that went on behind the scenes because it was a different kind of investigation.
1: Sure. And one of the things that we lose in history is we streamline narratives quite a bit. And so everyone basically assumes that The Washington Post and The New York Times took down Richard Nixon and that it was a straight line. But there were rises and falls in this. I mean, there were times where every headline in the country basically said The Washington Post was chasing ghosts and it was a witch hunt and they made this mistake and this mistake. We continually fail to look at history and learn the lessons, and I think in a couple of weeks when we look back on this, we're we're going to be really shocked that people jump to the conclusions that they have, and that it is basically given rhetorical cover to this president and the administration. I think it's really, really irresponsible and really, really rushed.
0: You know, and again, as I'm listening to this yesterday, there's so many questions. I, I just alluded a second ago to the Trump Tower meeting uh, with Trump Jr. and with uh, with uh, Jared Kushner there. Uh, one of the the glaring things that I think a lot of us noticed, uh, as we knew that this report was drawing to its conclusion, is neither one of those gentlemen ever testified uh, in front of the Mueller probe. And And the question I obviously have is, why not? Uh, was it because they didn't think there was anything wrong, or did was the subpoena that he issued for those refused? Because let's face it, the Attorney General, or even the Acting Attorney General, because it was Matt Whitaker before it was Mr. Barr, uh, could have put a stop to this at any time. I mean, every every subpoena that, that uh, Mueller and his team would want to issue had to go past Whitaker's desk. And if he said, no, you're not going to do that, we may never know that that's exactly what occurred.
1: Right. And we may never know exactly what happened in terms of the interactions between the Trump campaign and Russian influences in the 2016 election. But what we do know and what has been in public time and time again is that everyone in this orbit has either lied about this when confronted with it or they've had these efforts to stonewall the investigation, whether it's not going in to testify or it's slandering people in public or uh you know, in Donald Trump and Donald Trump Jr.'s case, uh, fabricating this letter that is misleading and and seemingly lies about uh, what has happened. We need to know why all of this has occurred and and what was found. Because again, if this is a giant coincidence, which feels unlikely, but if it is, I think everyone would feel so much better and more secure to simply have the information. But as of right now. This thing really raises a lot more questions than it gives answers.
0: Well, where do we go from here? Where do the American people go from here? Where does the the uh, congressional J- uh, committee go from here in situations like this? I mean, uh, you know, to listen, I'm just uh, you follow on social media. You know, the the Hannitys and others that have already jumped in on this and Giuliani saying, look, not only is this over, we we're going to investigate the investigation now and see how come this thing started in the first place. Uh, there's there's a lot of smoke that, that's being blown right here, right, and I'm wondering if this is this is going to cause an awful lot of confusion if there's ever going to be an attempt to try to get at the truth here.
1: You know, I think from the very beginning, anybody who was being honest about the situation knew that even when the Mueller report dropped, regardless of what it said, there was going to be debates about what it meant, and everyone would take it its own way and have their own fights. In this case, I think we're lucky that we have Democrats who can, um, you know, call Barr to testify, who can uh, subpoena information. I, I, I think... We have a situation that is going to develop by the day, and we really have no idea where this thing is leading, even though people are already uh, writing the end note paragraph of this story. I, I think we're going to see this thing change and transform over the coming days.
0: Well, there's an election coming up in about a year and a half, and, and it seems to me, at least at this stage, Jarrett, that this thing may drag on, not just uh, through the campaign, but maybe even during the election itself, because there are going to be appeals, there are going to be judicial inquiries into this. Uh, we still don't know what's going on with the Southern District of New York and what's happening with that particular uh, avenue. Uh, this This is not over by any stretch of the imagination, is it?
1: No, it's not. And the thing that's getting lost in all of this, I've been very shocked to see these media stories that are talking about Trump has an opportunity to rewrite his presidency. I mean, this is a man who for three years has lied and degraded people and put people in danger. I mean, his rhetoric has literally led to attacks and hate crimes. I I really don't see how any of this makes much of a difference when it comes to the 2020 election, besides being a sideshow that takes attention away from the matters at hand. I mean, this is a thing that's going to continue, and God knows it might last years after Donald Trump is out of the presidency. But what we have right now with 2020, I believe we're going to see a lot of Democratic candidates who are going to attack his record as opposed to this Mueller business. And I, I think we really have no idea how that's going to play out.
0: Can, are, there's two things that, that seem to be the, the, the hallmarks of, of the people that are saying that the president has been vindicated, including the president himself, I guess. Uh, one, and, and you touched on one of them just a second ago, uh, why is everybody lying? If nothing wrong occurred here and nobody was doing anything covert, why did everybody lie? Every, just, uh, and, and we know who they are because many of them have been charged and some of them convicted of, of misleading. the. the and, and the second one is, we're supposed to believe that with a guy like Donald Trump, who's a hands-on guy, as we know with his organizations, that if this did go on, that he knew nothing about it? That's, that's a bit of a stretch.
1: This whole thing is a head-scratcher. I mean, it basically from the beginning, uh, back in the summer of 2016, all of the dots were there on the page. I mean, I was being contacted by members of the Trump campaign who said something is going on here and this Russia thing is weird. People have been saying this from the beginning. I mean, you had Donald Trump standing in front of a camera saying live, Russia, hack Hillary Clinton's emails. I mean, there's one thing after another that has happened that is suspicious. And, and I, for one, I, I want to believe that a president is a criminal and hasn't been compromised. And I think a lot of people feel that way. And if we see the evidence and we see how all this lines up, I think we'll feel better and we'll, we'll come at it with good faith. But as of right now, this whole thing makes no sense. And when you look at the bar memo being a partisan memo with these weird pull quotes and bizarre synt- uh, syntactical structure, I-, I-, I think that that suspicion only heightens. I mean, this feels like someone is trying to get away with something.
0: Well, I mean, if you just follow the chronology here, I mean, he basically fired Jeff Sessions as his attorney general because Sessions wouldn't carry his water for him. Uh, and and wouldn't do what he wanted to do uh, vis-a-vis firing Comey or anybody else. As a matter of fact, he recused himself. And and I guess the skeptic in me is saying, well, you know, is 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 William Barr his guy then? Uh, you know, who's going to carry out all the stuff that Trump wanted to ha- see happen? Uh, and and the, the, that's it's just one more element here that adds, I think, an awful lot of skepticism to what has gone on here right now. I I, I guess it's really up to the Congress now to, to pick up the ball from here, isn't it? it really
1: is and and i feel like one of the things that's happening today and this is one of the reasons why i'm so frustrated with american media who just continually uh like charlie brown keeps trying to kick the football um they just don't understand the influence that they have the way that they are covering this the rhetoric that they're using saying that mueller is exonerating trump which is so, so dangerous, actually hampers the business of government, the oversight that needs to happen. They're actually undercutting Democrats who have a necessary and constitutional role for oversight in this situation. And they're actually hindering any ability for people to get the information that they deserve and that they should be given. And And I think that the the media has consistently fallen for these tricks, and I think Donald Trump and the people around him know that they'll always fall for these tricks, and so they're incredibly vulnerable, and and they become unwitting uh, helpers in this entire situation. It's really, really unfortunate.
0: Well, as they say in our business, more to come, I guess. Jared, thank you so much for the time. Great talking with you today. Thank you, Bill. Take care. Jared Gates-Sexton, of course. Uh, fascinating book, too, The People Are Going to Rise Like the Water Upon Your Shore, The Story of American Rage. And there's a lot of that around the Americans today because of what happened over the weekend. The Bill Kelly Show. Weekdays from 9
1: to noon on 900 CHML.